Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's great being with you guys. It really is. You're a lively and enthusiastic bunch. Just before we start, I would, I would regret not, not asking this. Um, is there someone here um, on Wednesday? You had um, a, a really bad day on Wednesday, and, um, and it's affected you. And uh, it's kind of the effects of that won't go away. And uh, some stuff happened that, that really hurt you. I think on, on Wednesday. If there isn't, it's fine. But like I said, I'd rather say it and be wrong than always wonder. Is there someone that that makes sense to? Where, where are you? Oh, is that you, mate? All right. All right. Well, why don't you guys around just pray, pray for you? Just quick. Let's just pray. Uh, and Lord, is there someone else? And All right. Well, why don't you guys, guys around just... Just pray for him as well. Um, and Lord Jesus, as we pray for our two friends, Lord, we pray for all of us. And Lord, we pray particularly for them that if, if anything was said to them that uh, was, uh, was really hurtful, that were really wounded, uh, that was really disappointing, Lord, I just pray that that would lift now. Um, that the, the, the effect of that would go. Um, I thank you, Lord, uh, that you're the God who, who heals the past um, but speaks, uh, speaks to us about our future in you, that you have plans for us, Lord, uh, to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. Your plans for us are good, Lord. They're good. Just pray for our friends that you would meet with them now. Lord, that you would meet with them now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Um, well, we're going to do it a little bit different tonight. I'm going to speak for less than 20 minutes. Um, so you might want to... And then we're, we're going to do, because we want to make space... Uh, for you to have a go at hearing God. Um, and uh, so um, I, I just want to uh, kind of begin uh, with, with what we talked about a little bit last night, just to remind you that, you know, all of this, all of this stuff, uh, it's about uh, uh, Jesus revealing his love. All of this is, is it's not about uh, things that, that, that demonstrate um, how good we are, but demonstrate how good he is. And the danger of all of this is that we start praying for people, hoping for God to do amazing things, or we ask Jesus to give us words for people so that we can look good. And if we start doing it for that reason, you know we've lost it before we've started because it becomes more about us than about him and about, than about them. Make love your aim and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. May it always be uh, for, to reveal God's love to others. And that's what Jesus did. And I just want to give you two examples from Jesus' life that I love. The first can be found in Luke chapter 19. And I'll tell you the story because if you've ever been to Sunday school, you'll know this story. It's about Zacchaeus, the tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. And uh, Jesus was going into Jericho. And he was walking in, and this guy called Zacchaeus um, uh, went, 
when we say he was a tax collector, what it means is he was a traitor to Israel. Everyone would have hated him. He would have been an outcast. He sided with the occupying Roman army against his own people. And in fact, he would steal uh, a commission of the taxes he would collect on behalf of the army. So he would have been an outcast. No one would have wanted to know him. And Zacchaeus was a little guy and he wanted to see Jesus. And he climbed a tree and he climbed a tree not in order to be seen, but in order to see. He just wanted to catch a glimpse of Jesus. And, and maybe, I don't know, this is speculation, it was safer for him up the tree. And Jesus walks into Jericho. And you know the story. Uh, there's, all these, there's all these people in front of him, uh, the welcoming committee. And Jesus looks up the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to hang out at your house today. Now, there's a couple of things that, I'm again, I missed for years on that. You know, first of all, what that would have made Zacchaeus feel? He knows my name. I'm special. He's coming to my house. I'm accepted. And you know, Jesus did that in front of everyone. They moaned and they complained. Doesn't he know who this guy is? And of course, he wouldn't have known who this guy was because he was coming, he wasn't from Jericho. He was traveling through Jericho. And you know what he had? He had a prophetic word. He had a word of knowledge. God, the father said to him, that guy up the tree, his name is Zach. Speak to him. Show him how much I love him. And Zach's life was turned around because Jesus, in his love for him, he had a, word, a prophetic word and he spoke his name. And from then on, it seems Zach was different. Immediately, he said, I'll sell my possessions and give to anyone I've harmed, to anyone that I've, I've stolen from. The second story is one that we easily miss. It's uh, in John chapter 1. And um, I'm going to read it from verse, without my glasses, I can't see, verse 40. It's right at the end, if you're taking notes, of John chapter 1. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Now I tell you, um, Nathanael, you can tell immediately, he was the cynic. He was the, he was the negative. There's one in every youth group. You know, oh no, it's boring. Oh, I don't like, we're going to play silly games again. Oh, oh no, I've heard that at all. Oh, it's better in the youth group down the road. Oh, oh this is, oh, I hate it. Uh. You know, there's, there's one, and Nathaniel was the one. And he, he says, he says straight away, can anything good come from Nazareth? Jesus of Nazareth? Really? He was cynical and it was like he was burnt out. And do you know what Philip says? Come and see, said Philip. And you know what? That's the best evangelistic tool we've got. It's not let me persuade you, although that can help. It's come and see. Come and see Jesus. Let me show you what Jesus is like. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said about him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. 
how do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Now, I love this, because Jesus said, here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And, and Nat says, oh, you know me. <laughs> I'm a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How did you know me? And it was a good question because there was no way Jesus could have known Nathaniel. Again, Jesus uh, wasn't from there. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Now, just stop and think for a moment. Uh, uh, Nathaniel is so cynical. He won't believe anything. He certainly doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, is the one they've been waiting for. And you know, Israel, the people of Israel have been praying for years that the promised Messiah, the promised king would come and rescue them and save them from the Romans and be their leader and, and restore their glory to them. But they've been waiting and waiting and waiting and they were this little country under Roman occupation and it seemed like it would never end. And Nathaniel was just got so cynical as people who wait for a long time for what doesn't happen get cynical. And then when Jesus says, while you were sitting under the fig tree before Philip called you, I saw you. Now why would that change Nathaniel? Why would that change him from being the cynic to saying, oh, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel? I've been puzzling over this for a long time. And I'm not saying this is what happened, but I can't think, I'm saying this is what might have happened, because I can't think of another alternative. I wonder if Nathaniel, before Philip called him, was sitting under the fig tree, and he was praying, because he was a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And I wonder if he was sitting under the fig tree, and he was praying, God, where are you? You said you send us a Messiah. Where is the Messiah? We've been waiting for years. We're under occupation. We're humiliated. We're, I'm sitting here. I've been praying to you day after day of day. Remember, I'm a true Israelite, and in me there is no deceit. Where are you, God? Do you even hear my prayer? Are you even listening to what I'm saying? Do you even see me, God, sitting under this fig tree talking to you? Do you even see me? And then Jesus says, as he's coming, there's a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know who I am? While you were sitting under the fig tree, before Philip called you, I saw you. You saw me. You saw me praying. You saw me praying. Do you see me, Lord? Do you see me, Lord? Do you know how many people, all they need to know is that Jesus sees them? Do you know how many people, all they need to know is that he knows their name? Do you know how many people are broken? Do you know how many people in our world? You know, there's 1.6 million people in our country who are, are on prescription antidepressants, diagnosed uh, as, as depressed. And that's just diagnosed. And we're all broken. We're all broken. I could give you, there's loads of other statistics. We live in a broken world. And the reason we live in a broken world is because so many people don't really know that there is someone who loves them without conditions, who will never change their mind about them. 
And that's what Jesus comes to do. You know, with Zach, he knows my name. My name has been a swear word in Jericho. And he says, I'm coming to your house. He's coming to my house with Nathaniel. He saw me when no one else was looking. He saw me. He, the, the king of, of heaven, he noticed me sitting under the fig tree. A couple of stories, and then we're going um, to pray. Um, last, not this summer at Soul Survivor, last summer, you may have been there. I don't know which one you went to, if you went. Um, but there was, we were in the middle of a, a meeting, and um, I just felt God say to me, um, there's someone here called Brian, and he's been cynical all the way through, and he's been, uh, he doesn't know me, and he's been laughing at everything that's going on when people have been praying for each other and teasing his friends and saying this is nonsense. But, but Brian has just prayed to me, and he's just prayed to me, and he said, God, if this, tr- this is true, if you're really here, would you show me? So I said that. I said, I think there's someone here called Brian. You've been really cynical. You've been joking about this. You've been dismissing it. You've been teasing your friends. But just now you prayed, uh, uh, God, if this is real, really real, if you're really there, would you show me? Well, Brian, he's real. He's there. And he's showing you. Why don't you come forward? This guy, 15 years old, he came forward almost immediately, sobbing, sobbing. His name was Brian, and some folk gathered round him and prayed for him, and he gave his life to Jesus. And do you know, they told me for the next day, he was going round to everyone, he was going round to strangers. You know, he's going round to people on other villages on the campsite saying, he was going up to people saying, he knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my name. changed his life just like Zach just like Nathaniel he changed his life this is a crazy one Um, last story and then we're going to pray about I don't know about three four years ago I can't remember now we were at a momentum conference and it was uh, momentums for those was for those in their 20s and 30s we now do something called naturally supernatural um, instead for the whole church and um, it was in towards the end of the worship and uh, I felt God say to me there's someone here who's having an affair with a pastor in their church and as soon as that came into my head I was like oh no 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 we're not going there I am not saying that and I had this argument with God and I said to him I said I'm not saying that because it goes against our values God you know, it's, it, it's a negative word. It's supposed to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Can you believe I was telling God I wasn't going to obey him because it, didn't go, it went against my values? How I'm still alive, I do not know, but I'm still here. Well, anyway, and then, and then I said, and anyway, Lord, it, how, how on earth did you want me to say that? How am I supposed to say that? Uh, there's someone here, you're having an affair with a pastor in your church. Would you like to come forward now? I mean, so, Lord, I'll give it a miss if that's all right. And, you know, then the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's not my judgment, Mike, it's my mercy. 
It's not my judgment, it's my mercy. And all I can say is for a, a, maybe it was 30 seconds, I don't know, it wasn't long, but he just like he opened a window in my heart to show me his compassion. And it was like for a few seconds, it was like I wanted to die. It was like, oh, I just felt his intense love for this person. And so I thought, well, I've got to. So I went up and I said, forgive me if this is wrong, but I think the Lord might be saying, there's someone here, you're having an affair with a pastor in your church and um, you, you feel really ashamed and you don't know what to do. This isn't his judgment, it's his mercy. The Lord wants to meet with you and the Lord wants to rescue you and the Lord wants to take you. Now, if that's you, my friend Ali, um, who hosts with, with me and Andy, um, she'll be standing at the side of the stage. Anytime during this meeting, go up to her or at the end of the meeting, or if you can't, go to the chat room and tell someone there. At the end of the meeting, this young lady, 19 years old, came up to Ali, she broke down. She said, that's me. She said, I'm having an affair with the youth pastor in our church, and he's married with three children. And I feel so ashamed, and I feel so guilty. Sorry, this is heavy, but um, it's the truth. And, um, and, I, um, and I feel so guilty, and I've tried to get out of it, but he keeps saying that this is so right and, and everything. And she said, she said to Ali, I nearly didn't come to Momentum because I'm so full of shame. And, uh, and as I was driving here, she said, this is the bit that killed me, she said, as I was driving here, I said to God, I said, God, if you, I can't, I'm too ashamed to tell anyone about this. If you want me out of this relationship, you're going to have to tell someone on the stage about me. We got friends of ours called Richard and Prue. They prayed with her for the next three days and talked to her. She's out of that relationship. She's asked for forgiveness. She's turned around. She's got healed and she's walking with Jesus. And do you know what that was? That was his kindness. That was his kindness. And do you know, it wasn't like I knew. It wasn't like I knew. You're going to do this in just a few minutes. Not quite like that. Not quite like that. We're not going to go. <clears throat> but you know what? In a, in a, in a moment, we're going to ask the Lord to give you words for other people and then to pray for people. And you won't feel that, guys, listen to me. This is how it works. You know, I'd love, I'd love to look really good in front of you. So I'd love to say, I could see with my spiritual eye the adulteress. I knew where she was, and I can see all your secret sins, ha 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 ha, especially yours. <laughs> and I know what's going on in your lives, and as I walk around, I can feel your sins, and I can know who's praying and who isn't. guys. That's a load of rubbish. I nearly said another word. That's a load of rubbish. And, I, and you know what? When, 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 when it happens and it's, I'm the most surprised person around. 
Really? Really? And I, I promise you, I say that even, even last week, I said to my friend Andy, my friends Andy and Ali, I said to them, is it possible that this is just coincidence all the time? And is it possible that at every meeting I go to, there are two or three codependent people who always respond to any word I give in order to make it, make it better? You know, is it possible? And you know what? There may be sometimes, but this has happened too many times with too many people for, for it to be like that. And you know what? You don't feel spiritual. You don't feel holy. You don't feel you're just open. He uses you in your weakness. He wants to speak to you in your weakness. In your weakness. Do you know, I say this last thing. In our church, three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, I, I, I talk about this in our church once a year, just to remind everyone. And, um, and I talked about hearing God and words of knowledge. And then the Lord told me just before the service to get our 11 to 13 year olds, our younger youth up. So I went to our youth leader, Bob, and I said, um, they, they always go, they stay for the worship and then they go uh, for, the, for the talk. I said, can you bring them back? Because I think they're meant to do it. And, and I was like, but some of them aren't even Christians. Those that are Christians, I don't think they're very good Christians. You know, I've, I've, I see them, you know, you know, during the worship. You know, and the Lord said, no, I, w- I want, this is how I want to do it. So then we got, we got eight of them up, eight of them up. And we said, right, they're going to start. So we're going to pray. If God gives you a word, say it. They started saying words. They really did. And people responded. And it encouraged, you know, all the mature Christians. You know, the worst thing, the, the worst thing to be if you want to step out into new things is to be a mature Christian. Oh, please may we have more immature Christians who just don't know any better and just go for it. Rather than, oh, oh, yes, I just, I'm so mature, I've done all this, I've been around the block, I know everything, I, I can't learn anything new, oh no, you know, oh yes, this is how we've always done it, and this is how we'll always do it until Jesus returns, and even after he returns, whatever he wants, we're going to do it like this. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like no, no, there's a place for, for just taking, taking a risk, and you know what, God... God's strength, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. That's what the Bible says. It's in our weakness. I'm telling you this. So right in a moment, you're not going to have to, it doesn't have to be a word. I've been doing this for years, all right? And you get, your batting average goes up the more you do it. All right? You do. You just, you know, so it doesn't have to be, there's somebody here called Bryony. And Bryony... Two hours ago, this is what you ate, and this is what you drank, and this is what you texted your boyfriend secretly on your phone. Ha ha ha! You know, it doesn't have to. Be, it, it might just be. It might just be. Oh, I just got a picture of a balloon. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Does that? No, just a balloon. Don't know what it means. Uh, see, hey, if that's where you start, start there. It's all right. It's all right. It doesn't have to be, it's, uh, you know, I just, I just think that you, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. You know what? He'll say things that you'll have no idea. 